ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. And welcome to uh, Black Bookers for this Monday, the 29th of January. Yes, Andrew Brown in the place of David Fowler taking a well-earned break. And I'm pleased to say Michael Maxworthy from uh, Sky Racing has been... Uh, Good enough to uh, join us this morning for his Black Bookers regarding uh, races in uh, southeast Queensland. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Andrew. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully we can find a few winners uh, from the last week going forward. Absolutely. And you're going to begin with uh, Doombin on uh, last Wednesday. Yes, the last race, race number seven, Excessive, um, trained uh, at uh, Newcastle by Chris Lees. Finished sixth. Now, when this, this mare turns up again, probably within the next fortnight, you've probably got to delve a little bit more into the form because on paper, it doesn't look flash. Heard at Tari and then down the track of the Gold Coast. But there was some merit in that Gold Coast run behind Junguera. And in particular, last Wednesday, when running sixth, the rail there at Doombin that day was out nine and a half metres. And uh, she jumped well, but she had to go back to try and get a little bit of cover and then had to sort of extricate to the outside, which she had difficulty doing. So she couldn't really be tested fully in the home straight. Um, I think, you know, she's a benchmark 65 horse excessive. I think she, she turns up in a similar race, about 1,400 metres. I think she's worth having something on next time. So out of last Wednesday's Doombin program, race number seven, the horse that finished six ex going forward. Yeah, spelt E-X-T-E-S-S-I-V-E. Then the big meeting at the Sunshine Coast, and you're going to go to the two-year-old race. Of course, it was won by Kelly Sweeter's horse, El Morzillo. You liked one of the run of the, of the debut title, Chris Lees. Yeah, in fact, um, I liked the first four home in that race, mm. Andrew. Um, it was a two-year-old handicap over the 1,000. Uh, we're pr- pretty lucky to get through the meeting there on Saturday. It was just so hot and humid. The club did a, a great job to uh, cool the horses down after the races and what have you. But um, I noticed in the stewards' report a lot of horses were checked out after the race and quite a number of them pulled up with you know varying degrees of, um, of heat stress, mostly just mild cases. So I think we can put a few of them in the forgive file. There were a couple that I were going to put in in the naughty corner. I was going to sack after last Saturday, but having thought about it, under the conditions, I think we've got to forgive a few horses that we perhaps uh, might have liked there on Saturday at the sunny coast that didn't perform to their best. But yeah, race number two, um, the winner was good. Kelly Sweeter's filly, El Mazillo. She ran smart time 57.58, and that compared very favourably with the following race, race three. Uh, It was won by Island Magic. That was a class three. Now, she's won four races, obviously, now. So I think that's a good time comparison. Race two, El Mazillo, 57.58. Race three, Island Magic, 57.60. So almost identical time. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of good form to come out of this two-year-old race. Uh, the winner was good, El Mazillo. She had to do a little bit of work early to go forward, get up on the pace. The runner-up lead me on because he was the only winner in the race. He had to give weight all round. He had the 59. Again, a little bit green. He sort of wanted to wander around in the home straight. I think after he has a break, he's going to come back a very nice horse, the runner-up there, lead me on. The third horse shows a sign. Another thing out of Saturday, Andrew, um, we know a lot of the horses like to get onto the crown, in particular if we have a few showers. 
Um, that track was in the soft range early in the day, but it did start to, to warm up a little bit. Um, and if, if uh, a horse nearer the rails gained ground in the straight, I think you can tack at least a length onto their performance. Now, this horse shows a sign of all of the horses that competed there on Saturday. He was a couple of horses off the fence, turning into the straight in front. But the last hundred, he wandered back towards the fence. He was very close to the rails. And that, that's obviously a little bit of a disadvantage. So I thought he, he ran a great race at his first start. He's got a lovely pedigree being by capitalist. This is how he's got a bit of filling out to do. But he's just waiting in the wings to win a race. That fellow shows a sign. And yes, getting to the horse out of it, you know, Chris Lees is Miss Bustlinger, ridden by Andrew Mallion. Now, she hadn't done a great deal in two barrier trials on the Beaumont track, but she was better at, at Gosford. And uh, pretty much not fancied at all there on Saturday, the first start. She started at $31, but she presented beautifully in the yard. Uh, Bernie commented on, on the way she looked. Um, she's a, a tall, strapping filly, plenty of scope about her. She's by Saxon Warrior, and she's out of an Adelaide mare, so she's bred to get over ground and to be better probably as a three-year-old. So looking forward to seeing her progress. I thought she was very good. She strode out beautifully in the home straight. And she was only beaten a little over two lengths. So race two, uh, I'm going to make it uh, number seven, Miss Bustlinger, finishing fourth behind El Mozillo as Wonder Black Book. All right, two words. And Bustlinger spelt with a double S there from race two. And we're going to the final event, race 10. Yes, um, there, were, well, there was one really unlucky here. And, I mean, this was a benchmark 68, and a lot of the riders were trying to get to the crown of the track I think we had 15 runners lining up. And Lady Ladar, who was well backed, I think she was about $10 down to about 7 She just couldn't get clear running at all until it was too late. Uh, she got back with nice cover, but just couldn't get clear when she wanted to. So she was held up for the best part of 200 metres. And once she eventually saw daylight, she was going home two strides to their one. She's only a lightly raced mare trained by Paul Jenkins. She was second up there on Saturday unlucky. I think there might even be a race for her on Saturday week uh, the 10th of February um, uh, that, that might be suitable for her. One of the similar race, a benchmark 68, that might be over the mile. So if they elect to run her, Lady Ladar, I think she'll be uh, something to bet on there. So she's the other black booker out of the sunny coast. She was in the last, horse number 21, Lady Ladar. Yes, three words there. Lady, then L-E, then D-A- then just DA, yeah, that's right, after Sunshine Coast on the weekend. Thanks for that, Michael, and uh, have a good week. Okay, same to you. Thank you, Andrew. Three black bookers there. Doombin from Wednesday, Extessive, and then from Saturday at Sunshine Coast, Miss Bustlinger in the second, and in the final event, Lady Lee Dar. Let's talk Greyhound Racing now. Very good morning to Jared Daffy. Hi, Jared. Morning, Brownlee. Busy week as always. Let's begin with mm. Albion Park last Thursday. Yeah, we had the heats of the Gold Cup over the mm. long trip and the Gold Bullion over the sprint trip, the Group 1s. And Tommy Zavallis, he sort of dominated the night. He had, uh, well, he's had, got four in the final of the Gold Cup. One of those is Pursuer. Now, it led up and ran third to Pearly Tears. It was only beaten a half length in 41.87. Vast improvement on its previous run. It's out of Sherbini. We know that they get the trip for sure and certain. It's got some hope in that final. It's got the red. It's a $10 pop, but um, even if it doesn't win, it's going to be to the four in distance races over the coming months. It uh, it can stay for sure. And from the same kennel, 
Uh, race six, same litter, actually, in the gold bullion heat, Sanvi. Now, it won from the green rug, 30.01. Terrific performance because it came from back in the field and 29.90 was the best of the night. So it's already won over the 630 starts now for 10 wins. It's drawn uh, a tricky box in the final. I'm not quite sure uh, whether it can win that. Um, JSJ, the favourite there. But uh, it's another one that we're going to see in the coming weeks and months over that uh, those longer trips. And as we know, the breed stay, it's already proven at the 600. So a couple there for Tom Zavallis from last Thursday night. Both one word and Sanvi from race six, but with a double A there, S-double-A-N-V-I. Angle Park, the same night. Peaky Boo. P-E-E-K-Y, boo, B-double-O. First South Australian start for Ben Rawlings. Landed a massive plunge. Went really well, this dog. 5.33 early, overall 30.53. Best of the night, 30.37. That was Victor Marley. Um, Adana Rico um, ran around about 30.45. So quite comparable to some really good dogs there. Uh, interesting career back in October unplaced its first three runs at Cannington it then bobbed up at Ballarat in December for a win and then we saw it again last Thursday night it's in the right kennel uh, went terrific peaky boo from Angle Park last Thursday alright that's Angle Park what about Australia Day went with Park on Friday night first Friday race. night mm. yeah first race Ritz of Smoke uh, for the Gats uh, Gat kennel I nearly said stable seven starts for three wins uh, this one had the checkbox. It was a little bit tardy early, 5.55, but an overall 29.53. To put that in context, um, Commodore cast, uh, Commodore cost, sorry, 29.50. So just marginally slower than a, a good free-for-all dog there. So Richard Smoke from New South Wales on Friday night. Yes, uh, two words there, but Ritz is spelt with a Z, R-I-T-Z-A then Smoke. Uh, two from uh, Victoria, going back to Sandown on Thursday, first of all. Yeah, track was pretty quick at Sandown, but Ethanol Water uh, for Tom Daly had the red box over the 5.95, 9.10 early. That's pretty pretty good, but an overall 34.02. 17 starts now for four wins. I think we're going to see this one on the Rookie Rebel in a couple of weeks' time. Staying it's going to be, is going to be its go, but um, 34.02, they don't go much quicker than that. And then from Geelong on Friday night, now this youngster called Mr Easy, uh, had box three in a heat of a race there, just jumped to the front and just kept running. 5.39, but an overall 29.68. You run under 29.80 at Geelong over that 5.20 and you're airborne. 12 starts now for five wins. It uh, ran 25.13 at Ballarat three starts ago. It'll go around in that final on Friday night. And rest assured, it'll be pretty hard to beat. That's the full spelling of Mr. Two, not the abbreviation, uh, not the abbreviation Mr. Yep. Easy. And good to see Unleash Kalinda break through finally there at Trialgan as well. Yeah, good dog. Good run to win um, mm. when he missed the start. And uh, and he was back in the field. I thought he was in trouble, but uh, he's just a terrific race dog. I think uh, that's 40-plus wins now. And just a reminder, I mentioned the Gold Cup and Gold Bullion earlier, those two Group 1 finals and other feature races on at Albion Park on Thursday night. Free entry. Uh, there'll be a tribute band there. Uh, plenty of things to do and see. Good night. You've got to get there. And Vince Curry final this Saturday night at Ipswich? Saturday night at Ipswich, yes. Um, the draw's been done. I don't think the market's no. up yet, but it won't be far away. Go on, great work as always, Jared. Look forward to a big week in Greyhound Racing as per usual. Thank you. Thank, thanks, Brownie. And uh, Jared Daffy's Black Bookers. Let's turn our attention to uh, Sydney and uh, welcome in Racing New South Wales analyst uh, Nick Burney. Good morning, Nick. How are you?
Yeah, great. Thank you, Andrew. How are you this morning? Yeah, could be with you. I know you had a busy day at Wyong yesterday, but of course, all attention at Ramwick on Saturday. No surprise, you're going for the uh, two-year-old winner, Switzerland, as your first off. Yeah, it was hard to leave him out. I just thought it was a very smart win there on debut. And look, I just liked how he did it and how he moved. He pricked his ears late, but just breaking down his um, the splits and everything on his run. So he was a bit slow out and to muster for that first 200 metres, but he actually clocked the entire meeting's fastest 800 to 600. So it was a smart ride by Karen McAvoy just to get him into the get him into the race. And then it went once clear, he accelerated hard, was very strong through the line, run the fastest last 200 of the meeting. Uh, he goes to the English Millennium, I believe, next start. I think mm. he's around that $2.80 mark. I think he's going to be very hard to beat in that race, stepping up another 100 metres. And he just looks a real improver. And I'm sure we'll probably have to go on to the slipper and definitely in contention for that race now. Yeah, as it sounds, the country spelling there, Switzerland from the first. Now you're going to uh, race number three, the highway. Yeah, he's a bit of a hard one to catch, um, atmospheric rock, and he does get back and run on. He's a bit of a flashy type, but I do think he has come back well for Denny Williams. He just wasn't suited to the race shape there on Saturday and also just had the bias against. It was a bit hard to make ground, um, especially when the pace wasn't on, but he hit the line well, ran good late splits, and his second up record is solid. So he's had the two goes for two placings, and I think just up in distance next start we can follow atmospheric rock. That was from race three, number 16, two words there, atmospheric rock. And in the following race, the small field, of course, taken out by Glory Days for the, uh, one of the final runners there, was the final runner for the Mar Eustace partnership in New South Wales. But you're going for one for Annabelle Neesham, an Irish import. Yeah, Redstone Well, this is probably out of the meeting, the one that I really want to follow that I think we could get an okay price there next time. So his first up run, it was in just that very fast pace race run by Exceladus, and it was a bit of a platform run. And then on Saturday, it was a completely different race shape. So Glory Days and Stonecoat absolutely walked up in front. He was a little bit keen throughout, but I just liked how he knuckled down there late. So just everything about his profile says now he can only peak third up. And I think getting out to that 18 to 2,000 metre range like his overseas form will be perfect. So happy to back him now uh, third up. That is uh, two words there, Redstone World, to wrap up your uh, Sydney Black Bookers from the weekend. Thanks for that, uh, Nick. Have a good week. Thanks, Andrew. You too. So it's race one, Switzerland, from race three, Atmospheric Rock, and uh, race four at uh, Ramwick on the weekend. That was number four, Redstone Well, at uh, Nick Burney's Black Bookers. Now back to uh, Ben Scadden in South Australia, looking at the racing from Morphville on the weekend. Good morning once again, Ben. G'day again, Andrew. Yeah, beginning with race number four. Yeah, look, I thought this horse, Maramenko, started to shown a little bit for Richard and Chantel Jolly since joining that team. So he was initially with... Um, the Hawks camp, went to Gary Clark, had one run out of Springs in March 2023. Hadn't seen him since then. Yeah, had his first up start for the Jolly Stable on January 3rd. And Murray Bridge was OK that day. Um, better on Saturday, I thought. So jumped OK, sort of midfoot on the rails. Um, was held up a touch and then finished off quite strongly, only beaten less than a length behind I'm a Dexter. It was a really solid effort and kind of showed that perhaps he's starting to settle into the uh, into the training regime with Richard and Chantel there at Morpherville. So, look, I'd expect him to at least hold that form and potentially get a little bit better. Um, and if he does, that means he can win a race in town. All right, that is Marimenko, one word, M-A-R-I, then M-E-N-K-O. And going consecutive races here, and all beginning with them as well. In the following yeah. race, number five, Mintu Lee. Yeah, look, I reckon she's a promising filly, this one for, for Ryan Balfour mentally. We've only seen her three times. She won her, her uh, race on debut back in July of last year. 
um, hadn't seen her since the Lightning Stakes, which was at the end of July of last year. She showed a lot of speed on Saturday. She really fast out, burnt along at a, at a very solid tempo and was overhauled late by Carla Sick, who's a promising horse. But the uh, this kind of stack up is a pretty strong form race, this one. If you look at her, her time over the 1,100, that was, um, you know, similar to the Durbridge Stakes. It was only slightly slower than that. And the, the other 1,100-metre race won by H2O later on the day. So... Um, look, she's a sprinter, no doubt. 1100 is probably as far as she wants to go. Um, you think even if um, you know one of those 900 metre races at Mooney Valley might be right up early at some stage because she's very fast, this filly, and um, don't think it'll be too long before she wins another one. All right, that is one again. Well, once again, one word: Mintley, M-I-N-T, then U-L-E-E, and going consecutive races, race six with Midnight Rush. Yeah, another one for Richard and Chantel Jolly. So uh, we. Pardon me. We hadn't um, hadn't seen this this bloke since uh, September of last year, and I thought he's really good. First up, he was back and savaged the line, hit the line really really hard. Um, he's got a pretty good fresh record. Second up, he's not as good. He hasn't run a place in either of his two second up runs. But um, look, I, I think that he will certainly derive benefit from that first up run, no matter no matter what. Um, 1,200 metres seems to be about the right kind of trip for him. He's said the 12 starts, one, two, three placings. But I thought it was a really promising sign that he's come back in very good shape. He's a four-year-old now, probably furnished into himself pretty pretty much at, at his peak now, I would expect. Um, yeah, so I think he looks like he's set for a really good, good campaign, midnight rush. Two words there. And they go then to race number nine. Yeah, Grinzinger Prince. Look, the challenge with Grinzinger Prince is he's, he's reasonably highly rated. He's a 77 rater, and he um, so he's got to race against some good horses. But gee, he's racing well. He's, Cody Rin's done an absolutely wonderful job with this with this bloke, five-year-old gilding. So the 22 starts, five wins, seven placings. He was a winner for Cody back on December 30. Then he ran that the race we just talked about, the H2A race, um, the Durbridge Stakes, and thought he was super again. He was back and finished off better than absolutely anything. Um, the reality is he's going to have to race against a similar quality of, of field most of the time. He could get, get into one of those maybe benchmark 82s or something like that. Um, but, yeah, he's he's racing in absolutely peak form. He's racing as well as, as almost any horse in South Australia at the moment, I would say, Grinzing and Pence. He's just racing so well, and Cody's done a, done a wonderful job with him. Just stick with him, because, you know, next time you see him, he will uh, he will run you a, give you a really bold sight again, I'm sure. Just stick with Grinzinger Prince and he will uh, he will reward you. Thanks a lot for that, Ben. Enjoy Mount Gambia Wednesday. Of course, the rescheduled Strath Alban Cup meeting on Friday. Speak again next week. Good stuff. Thanks, Andrew. Bye-bye. There he is, Ben Skadden. His four to follow. Race four, Maramenko. Race five, Minterlee. From race six, Midnight Rush. And again, two words, uh, the Grinzinger prefix there. From race nine, Grinzinger Prince. Let's turn our attention to uh, Tasmania now and uh, back to Colin, Colin McNiff. Good morning once again, Colin. Uh, yeah, hi, hi Andrew. Sorry, <laughs> I was just a bit distracted there for a moment. All right, you were watching the NFL, eh? All right, on to uh, all from Launceston on Friday. Yeah, loves the trip. is the first of them to follow. It uh, ran on very well late. It's a three-year-old trained by Team Wells. Was only having its second start. Um, hit the line really well, as I mentioned. It was fifth beaten, two point two lengths. Uh, second last coming up to the home turn. So. Now, just the two runs under its belt, it looks like a likely improver. Three-year-old called Loves the Trip, trained by Team Wells up at Devonport. Yeah, three words there, Loves the Trip. On to race number four, and uh, they appropriately named the Taswegian. Yeah, look, this is another lightly raced four-year-old mare, trained by Mark Gantt, and has only had the four start. 
On Friday night, was 13th at the 400-metre mark. It ran the quickest last 200 of the race. It finished 6th, was beaten 1.8 lengths, but just had a, a little bit of a cuddle over the last 50 metres or so. Daniel Gantt just uh, sat up on it. So to run the fastest 200 and just be eased down over the last 50, I thought was a, a fabulous run. So 6 beaten 1.8 lengths. I think uh, it can find a winning race in the not-too-distant future. Two words there, the Taswegian, but Taswegian spelt T-A-Z-W-E-G-I-A-N. And then the feature, and not much luck for one of the, I think, the one that you fancied. Yeah, look, Gigi's gemstone started the favourite, was well supported, uh, was up in class, was having its first try at white trades, but I think without too much doubt, it, uh, it was the best of good things beaten in this race. It was third last coming around the home turn. It, it drew barrier number one and just couldn't muster speed in the first 100 metres and ended up getting buried back to third last coming down toward the home turn. It's had 11 starts for six wins. Um, Look, if you, ever, if you see the race, you'll see that uh, mm. Anthony Darman had just had nowhere to go in the last couple of hundred metres. I'd imagine he'll step out in the Thomas Lyons over the uh, Hobart Cup Carnival in the next couple of weeks. I would think that that's where Stuart Gandy would be aiming Gigi's gemstone. And he can certainly make amends and crack it at the weight for age scale. So he's certainly one to watch. He's a very good horse. So he is a rising star. Yeah, stick with it there, Gigi's gemstone. Still two words. They're the normal Gigi's prefix, then gemstone. Thanks for that, Colin. And I'll speak to you again next week. Cheers, thanks. Colin McNiff's three to follow there. Loves the trip from race one, the Taswegian race four. And as you heard there, GG's gemstone. To wrap up Black Bookers this week, though, let's talk harness racing. Another big night, of course, last Saturday night. As I mentioned earlier with uh, Michael Gearan, of course, in the space of 15 minutes, we saw Just Believe in uh, Melbourne and, of course, Leap to Fame at Albion Park. Good morning, Darren Clayton. Yeah, morning, Brownie. It was, uh, yeah, good to see both those Inner Dominion champions stepping out in such close time to each other and, again, both super impressive. And as uh, Chris and Michael mentioned, uh, Leap to Fame off to Melton next week? Yeah, so he's in the noms for the Hunter Cup Grand Circuit race. Um, he's Grand Circuit champion from 2023 and this is the first race of the of the 2024 Grand Circuit. So he'll be hard to beat, obviously barrier dependent of course, but uh, the form he's in at the moment would be a, a brave person to go against him. Speaking of Albion Park Saturday night, you've got two to follow there and let's start with the first. Yeah, Lochinvar Jag is the first one. Uh, he started from gate five there on Saturday night, um, sat back in the running line, got a card into the race, and he was finishing it off nicely. Um, pretty solid last half run. Bombardier Dujon proved too good, but Lochinvar Jag, he, he was coming on the line, and uh, I like the way he sort of finished it off. He's one of those horses, I'm not really sure what his best pattern is, but... Um, geez, he's knocking on the door. He hasn't been far away. He's had four Albion Park runs this campaign and uh, the last three beaten close up. So uh, we'll keep an eye on him. Just probably needs a little bit tighter gate, just sort of closer to the pegs might be his go. Two words there, Lochinvar Jag, J-A-G. Then the race after Leap to Fame, race five. You like the run of Argyle? Yeah, this guy drew outside the second line and um, it was a race that... Um, pretty well sort of controlled up front uh, he got a he got a cart into the race on the back of Murphy's reward Murphy's reward was able to win the race $151 Murphy's reward went off at mm. uh, Argyle he was second up from a, from a, a six week break and a lot really like the way he finished off this is a horse that just needs a barrier he's had no luck with barriers you go through his runs he's 10 6 um, 8 8 8 uh, 10, 8, 6, uh, that, that's sort of his last eight runs. So 
just one of those horses that just needs a barrier. He's been super consistent in all of those runs, not beaten far. So he's got a win in him. we just got to wait for him. Argyle. One word there, A-R-G-Y-L-E. And the night before, we picked one out from Albion Park on Friday. Yeah, St. Jujon was the name. She went around in race number seven. A couple of handy ones beat her home there. Eagles Pride um, developed a, a pretty handy record from only a, a short career to date. And uh, second was the odds-on favourite, Hot Rod Harry. And, and he's a horse that looks to have uh, plenty of ability. St. Jujon, she's only had the one win. Um, and that was a fair while back in her career. But uh, like the way she hit the line in this race, they've ran home in a solid 55-8 from the front end, and uh, she was making good ground from back in the pack. She settled four back along the pegs, and uh, the way she finished off was pretty impressive. Now, uh, again, she's a mare that um, sort of hasn't had a lot of luck in her recent starts from barriers, um, but there's certainly the right race for her just around the corner off the back of that effort, St. Jujon. That's the full spelling of Saint there, obviously, and two words, Jujon, uh, or St. Jujon, J-U-J-O-N. Thanks for that, uh, Darren, and uh, have a good week. Look forward to, of course, a big racing uh, meeting at uh, Melton on Saturday night. you we'll back with Chris Barsby throughout the week. Yeah, certainly, and one just to keep an eye on interstate today, Brownie, uh, Chris Alford, he's got four drives, he's two winners away from 8,000 mm, Okay. All right, yes, uh, be a transit team. I think he drove a couple of winners there at Melton on Saturday night too to get edge closer to that target. Thanks for that, Darren. Cheers, Brownie. There he is, Darren Clayton, and that wraps up Black Booker's four this week. Just recapping Darren's from race one, Saturday night, Albion Park, Lock and Bar, Jag. Race five, it was Argyle, and Albion Park, Friday night from race seven, St. Jujon. That is Black Booker's for this week. Have a good week.